This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you by the Pocket Testament League. Visit ptl.org for practical resources and encouragement to help you share your faith. ptl.org. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him this afternoon as we broadcast to you out of Loveland, Colorado, but of course all across the country, courtesy of our great stations all over Tampa Bay, all over Jacksonville and the First Coast, all over Hampton Roads, Virginia, and of course all over Cherokee County, Georgia. We're so thankful that you've tuned in today. We've got a great show for you today. And But before that, Martha would like to talk to all of you, our listeners. That's right. I, you know, Jim, we um, have been trying to take little one-minute videos of people after we have done a radio show with them to just kind of get a, a summary, get a little taste, let people get to see who they are, and just enjoy a little bit of that snippet of conversation. So just been encouraging um, people to go to YouTube, subscribe to our channel, I Work For Him, and they can um, catch up on those videos. All right, so go to IWorkForHim.com. That's iwork, the number for him.com Or on YouTube, just type in I Work For Him, and there's all kinds of great videos out there. How many do you think we got out there now? Oh my goodness, I'd have to go back and check. But one of the things I will say is when they Google I work for him, they can pretty much see everything that we're doing, whether it's the podcast platforms or the um, social media, whatever it is, they'll find it all there. And all the past shows that we've ever done. I work for him.com. That's I work the number four him.com. You know, when you think of Colorado, you think of hills, you think of mountains, you think of snow, but then you think of Denver and it's a mile high city. And, and you just think, well, but it's flat. It's like Iowa here. In Loveland, Colorado, literally, it, it looks just like Iowa. We were sitting at a light the other day, and I'm looking across the parking across the intersection. I'm going, they got poplar trees. They got evergreen trees. It looks just like Iowa. Then I looked to the left, and there were snow-capped mountains. <laughs> That's not like Iowa. But the people here are different. They've got a, there's a hearty sense. Everybody around here loves to exercise, loves to get outdoors, whether it's snowing or whether it's hot. They're outside exercising. But in order to get to those places, they need transportation. And today we're going to talk. We've got, we, we, you know, uh, cars have been around for, you know, since the late 1800s. They were developing horse and carriage. We're fighting for the, for the automobile. But Bill Johnson is here today from Weld County Garage. A, a car dealership has been around since 1908, but they've been doing repair work since 1901. I can't wait for you to hear this story and how Bill Johnson's living out his faith in his work. But Dan Anderson from Kingdom Way Ministries, you've made all this possible. These are people that we've been interviewing over the last couple of weeks that are that are really making an impact here in, in the Loveland, uh, what do you call it, the Front Range area. Why? Why does the Lord have you involved in Kingdom Way Ministries? Where did that all come from? Weren't you like stuck in a church somewhere? Yes, yes. I was a, <laughs> I was a pastor at a church in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, uh, just north uh, here and east a little bit, and God just really broke my heart and helped me helped me to see that there was a huge hole in my equipping net. I was always passionate about you know the main uh, job description verse for me as a pastor was Ephesians four. Uh, where it talks about equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And, and everything I did, I really saw myself trying to do that. But uh, through some of the things I was reading and some people that I was exposed to, I really began to see, you know, the Greek word for equip the first time it appears in the Gospel of Mark is actually used when the disciples were mending the holes in their nets. And so I realized... Uh, at, where people spend 80% of their waking hours and where they have moral dilemmas that they face, where they have the most contacts with unsaved people, 
was it was a space that I was missing and had to do something about. So I started doing some things in my church, and then uh, God called you got me. Kicked out? Yeah, no. <laughs> you, start, you started living <laughs> no. outside the box. You got kicked out? Uh, no, no. Actually, I was I had I had church leadership, very supportive, but but God uh, was using all of that to lead me to where I am now as the president CEO of Kingdom Way Ministries. We moved down here in beautiful Colorado six years ago. Uh, to kind of launch Kingdom Way Ministries. And we'll hear lots more about that on the broadcast today. But, Dan, you brought into our showroom today a, a, a car guy. No, he's not a car guy. He's an HR he's guy from guy. a car dealership. He's an Why HR nerd. <laughs> no, no uh, the reason uh, I wanted Bill to come is because uh, you know, we we work with a lot of business owners and CEOs and so on. But but more and more the, uh, in our quarterly events we do called Common Pursuit, we have also mid level managers, and we have some people some uh, people like Bill oftentimes uh, had their whole executive team or a portion of it there with them. And uh, so I thought it'd be really cool to just talk a little bit about how uh, a, a member of an executive team, an eight-person HR, is living out his faith at Weld County Garage and uh, maybe share some of the things they're working on to care for their 300-some employees in six different locations. Bill Johnson, HR Director from Weld County Garage. Welcome. It's Director of Human Resources. Excuse me. Thank you for being on I Work For Him today. Hey, my pleasure. I'm very glad to be here. And you can check them out, weldcountygarage.com. They got Buick, they got GMC, and they got Subaru. Because when you live in Colorado, you need something with all-wheel drive or four-wheel drive, and they got it covered. I'm not sure if you need it or if it's just like a, it, it's a thing. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind, kind of, of assumed, <laughs> right? It's assumed that you I, need I don't it. know. I had a Subaru. It drives like a tank around here. I love ah, them. Yeah. That's awesome. You can't beat it. <laughs> I'm not sure that that was a really great yeah. sales point for us. Right. The Subaru drives, drives like, like a, a tank. tank. Here's where we've got a pastor and an HR guy trying to sell cars. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know that we're going to do our business much good today. Nobody, <laughs> nobody's been doing all-wheel drive like Subaru for more years than Subaru. Than Subaru. So, Bill, I just want to say one thing because I think that being an HR anything is one, Director of, the, of, human resources. one of the bravest jobs out there because I think you have a really tough job with all of the legal side of things that have to be covered as well as taking care of the employees and making sure that the boss is happy, you know, all of that. Um, I think that in this world that I have seen that is getting tougher and tougher. And so I just, I commend you for being very brave in that, in that industry, because that is just a, um, something that I know a lot of, I've heard, I've had conversations with people going, Oh, I would never go into, you know, that department because that's just a, there's so much at stake. Bill, we always ask this question of every first time guest on I work for him. Mm -hmm. How'd you become a Jesus follower? Um, I have pretty boring Jesus story, if you will. A traditional. Is it really ever a Jesus boring story? Well, I might feel like it can be kind of boring. I was just a traditional farm kid. Grew up on a farm here in uh, northern Colorado, just uh, outside of a small town, uh, Eaton, Colorado. And, uh, you know, we were we were that typical farm family. Went to church every Sunday, prayed for every meal. You know, mm -hmm. God was a very part of your whole growing up experience, understanding how he helps the crops grow and oh. you know makes the harvest come about all those types of things so that's just god was always very much a part of everyday life for me but so. you still had to make a choice i'm going to be a jesus follower when you leave the house you went to college because you had to go to college to be an hr person you still had to make a choice jesus is going to be my lord and savior when was that point where you said this is mine not just mom and dad's hmm. well that's a great question i think I think really that would have probably happened for me kind of that uh, eighth, ninth grade 
and you know, and that's really tough as a young. You know, those are those tough years as <laughs> a young kid, as we all they know. They just suck. Yeah. That's why you just say what it is. Yeah. <laughs> My son's nearing those, and I, I'm dreading it. And I'm like, oh God, it's such a hard time to go through. But uh, he was really the rock that got me through it because I think I had that faith background from mm-hmm. my family and they always encourage you to turn to God and he's mm-hmm. always there for you even when we're not and I did that a few times when when times got really tough and he saw me through and um, I just always felt like his that voice you know you get that little voice in your head and then you get that other little voice in your head and mm-hmm. one's him and one's the evil one and I just always knew that that was him that wasn't me that wasn't my conscience. That was the Lord talking to me. You watch cartoons when you're a little kid. Warner Brothers, you had a little picture of the right. angel on one and the devil on the <laughs> exactly other. Exactly right. <laughs> yep. So, Bill, at what point did you understand that the Lord cared about the work that you were doing um, just as much as that of maybe a pastor or a missionary? So that... Um, that kind of started when I first started at Wealth County Garage. If, if you back up a while, I'd actually been a restaurant manager for 17 years mm. working for a large restaurant company. And I got, uh, I had in a way lost my way with the Lord. I mean, the Lord was always a part of my life, but I'd become very consumed as many people do with the, oh, I've got a big fancy executive level job and I'm making all this money and everything's good, right? Happily married, great family, the whole nine yards. And one day my wife, um, I came home and my son wasn't there. And my wife said, hey, we're going to we're gonna have a little date. And I'm like, oh, great date. I'm excited. And uh, she sat me down and said, hey, we got to have a talk. And it was one of those, oh, this is not the kind of talk that I want to have today. Mm. And it was the best talk I've ever had because it was one of those, hey, I'm not leaving you. It's nothing like that. But I want the man back that I first married. You are consumed by your job. You're miserable. I can see you're miserable. And I want the happy guy again. Left that, went to Weld County Garage, got the, saw how the Lord could impact my work. Mm-hmm. The chaplains started being like, you need to be engaged in HR. You need to be helping the employees. And the Lord just started speaking to me Excellent. through that. Dan, you, uh, you've just done a great job. Uh, in the many days we're here in Colorado, just picking great people to interview, people that are involved in your ministry. You brought Bill Johnson here from Weld County Garage. Which part of the ministry is Bill Johnson involved in from Kingdom Way Ministries? Well, uh, about three years ago, maybe, or two years ago, I started doing just uh, some monthly things with the executive team, and then uh, I... Over there at Weld County Garage. Yeah, Weld County Garage, yep. Uh, But then I became uh, acquainted with His Way at Work ministry, which actually has a connection with my predecessor, who worked with Peter Frisley and now the CEO, Chris Patton, at uh, HWA, or His Way at Work. Yep, His Way at Work. Um, and so I, as I got into that, I thought, wow, we need to make this a part of our ministry in some way because it's really helping companies uh, like Bill's involved in a little uh, with more employees to really figure out how do we do a better job of caring for our employees, displaying the love and care of Christ in practical ways so that at some point you might be able to declare the love of Christ and the gospel and uh, so when w- he had mentioned Warren, the, the owner of the company, he and I are good friends as well. And so I, I was talking with him about his way at work. And so we've been the last six months or so, uh, working, working on that together. So Bill, what does it look like? You're working for a company that's 111 years old in the car business, but really started 118 years ago. Well, let's take a little history because 118 years ago, Weld County garage, there weren't cars to fix out here in Colorado. <laughs> were, were they changing the shoes on horses then that's or what were they doing? 
doing? That's exactly what we do. The uh, the MacArthur family founded and started Weld County Garage in 1901, shoeing horses and repairing buggies for the all dirt roads then of Wheeling, wow. Colorado. And then we got our 408 into the automotive business in 1908. Weld County Garage uh, became a Buick dealership, first Buick dealership They've west of the Buick Mississippi River. All this time since 1908. Wow, that's something. First Buick dealership west of the Mississippi River. Now, are you guys on a big rail line? Is that how you guys got cars out this far? Because mm-hmm. there was no roads yeah. getting cars yeah. all the way out here. Yeah, there's a rail line that runs right on the east side of town, and that, that is how the cars got out here. Wow, that's fantastic. So you guys have been repairing and selling cars since 1908. You now have grown to 300 employees. Are you just in one area, or do you got dealerships all over the place here on the front uh, front range? Well, we do all kind of all aspects of automotive, so that's uh, it's not just uh franchise car dealerships we also have a body shop we have a a buy here pay here uh, dealership because we're very big about community involvement so trying to uh, be a resource for people in the community that need reliable transportation that can't get traditional financing Mm -hmm. so of course that in a jesus kind of fashion because usually buy here pay here dealers are just hey come here i'll screw you on a car deal no we very much do it in a jesus fashion we actually have programs where we bring the people in and we work to help them rebuild their credit reestablish themselves it's a lot more than just selling them a vehicle it's about helping them meet their need but helping them grow into what they need for themselves fabulous never heard that before i mean seriously that is fantastic have you guys ever thought about marketing that to jesus following used car dealers across the country I think that's something we should take up with the marketing team. We should really sure. talk yeah. about that because seriously, because we got out of the used car business because in Florida, all people wanted us to do was buy here, pay here. But the model was rip somebody off on the price mm-hmm. of the car and then charge them 30% interest and plan a repo on the car in a year and screwing them again on the next car. Right. I'm like, I taught Crown Ministries. I'm not doing that deal. <laughs> yeah. and, and so we just walked away from the car business. Uh, And that's, I could talk about cars and you're not a car guy. So we'll just move on. (laughs) Talk about how you said the whole executive team at Weld County Garage, they're Jesus followers. So you've got permission to actually infiltrate the, the Weld County Garage community with Christ as an HR guy. That's correct. And it's, it's one of the things I absolutely love. I, I know the Lord called me to this place because that has allowed me to have him work through me and reach all of these employees on some level or another. Uh, with Jesus's story, and it's because I'm surrounded by a team of executives who are all fellow, who are all followers and believers, and so we all have that same mission in mind, if you will, that we continue to improve people and grow salvations in our in our family. So, give us a little glimpse into what that looks like, because I I think a lot of people listening go, I, I, they just can't even compute that um, that might be happening in that size of an organization. So how what are some of the ways that you are um, carrying on the uh, employees from your position? Well, there's a few different things we do. Uh, we have weekly prayer meetings that are obviously voluntary. You, mm-hmm. you do have to walk that legal line. Sure, because right, you got 300 employees. Right, that yep. is very important. Um, we have devotional times available to our employees. We use chaplains. Uh, we have 1099 chaplains that come in, spend time with employees, make themselves available on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Employees can reach out to them on a regular basis. They'll oftentimes do teachings and devotionals. Um, and then, you know, we just try to find ways to invite the Lord into conversation anytime we can. That's a, that's a big part of what I do. But you're a car dealer. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's just, let's just be honest with the audience out there. There isn't anybody listening to the show today that hasn't had a negative experience with a franchise brand new car dealer or a used car dealer. And you're doing both. You're selling new and used cars. What sets Weld County Garage 
apart. I mean, how is it if I came and bought a car and, and nobody knows me because I can walk in there, nobody knows me. I'll go when you're not there. And I try to do a car deal. I mean, are they going to play the same games that I've seen across the country or is it really different at Weld County Garage? No, it's really different. You know what I mean? And and as you know, car dealerships have a reputation and that's all fine and yeah, good. They make lawyers look good. Right. But there are plenty of car dealerships out there that do it the right way. We were one of many. You know, we have an established mission statement and core values like any company, but we live those mm. and we hold true to those. We preach them. We talk about them all the time. You know, I've been involved in as the HR person in terminations where why are you letting me go? Because you are not living our core values. It's that simple. If you can't live these values, you can't be a part of our family. And that's where it starts. It's the games that people play at the car dealership business that makes people frustrated. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I love the fact that as an HR guy, you're having a chance to impact culture. But you're carrying through the culture that the owners, the CEOs, the executive team want you to carry out. And Dan, that's you're working with that executive team to, to help them do all this. What does that look like? I mean, you're talking about trying to impact an industry that is defined by annoying, come in, you want to buy a car? Well, we're not going to let you just buy a car. We're going to annoy you for three or four hours, and then maybe you'll buy a car, or maybe we'll just tick you off. You'll go somewhere else. I mean, that's the way your industry is defined. How do you? How are you helping, Dan Anderson, how are you helping Weld County Garage to never be like that? I think that they've always been that way. Their mission statement, you know, right at the end, it talks about to honor God and everything they do and to to really elevate uh, serving employees and have have uh, excellence in their service. Uh, so so they, they had already that they're just I'm just kind of a coach to try to help them to discern what do they have in place and how they can even build upon that now mm-hmm. with. So one of the things uh, with the coaching process is this. And this is the next step with the team where we talk about a caring matrix, you know, of how do you display Christ's love in practical ways to meet physical needs, emotional needs, and spiritual needs. And then, you know, starting with your employees, families, and communities, and where is that grid? And so we're kind of walking through that process to try to, to discern what caring activities they already have in place that they want to keep in place and then discern new ways in which they can really reach out to employees to discover their needs and and provide uh, for their physical, emotional, spiritual needs at a deep level. So, Bill, what's it look like? I mean, what's it look like on a day-to-day basis when you're putting into action, turning into action what, what Dan's walking you through? Well, see, that, that's where we're using Dan to help us because we've got to find that next level because it is that day-to-day piece that's so critical because one of the things I hate more than anything in the world is the old saying, well, you leave your personal problems at the door when you come to work. That's not the real world. That's not how this works. If I got problems with my family, with my finances, whatever the case is, I'm going to carry those all day long. So how do we as an organization and an employer come alongside our employees and help them handle those situations and deal with those situations so that they can be more effective, more efficient, and more productive at work, which is obviously a benefit for them. It's a benefit for us, of course, as an organization. But a happy, healthy employee starts with us being able to help them through those things because they cannot leave those things at the door. But how do your employees know that it's okay to come flawed? To, to come with mm-hmm. issues. I mean, how do they know that it's okay? Because they've been taught at past employers that they got to leave their crap at home. That's where we've got to find that next level of, of we're building relationships with employees. You know, I'm walking through the shop, talking to the guys every day, walking across the sales floor, talking to the employees every day, getting to know them, letting them know that I'm flawed, that I have issues, that I got problems. But what I have is I have God 
helping me through those, see me through those situations, and they can do the same thing. So I think it starts there, but then finding those other ways to teach them that, okay, it's okay to be normal and it's okay to have issues. That's not a problem here. They're going to help me. You say you get a chance to walk around and meet people and talk to people, the employees. you got 300 employees. Do you ever get a chance to, if you notice somebody's having a rough day, do you ever, ever get a chance to pray with somebody? Absolutely, yeah. I will always take that opportunity. I ask the employees if I can pray with them or if not, can I pray for them? You know, and then try to engage them in, you know, I'll, let me have the chaplain come around and visit with you or give them their number. Bill Johnson with Weld County Garage. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. My pleasure. We Thank could, you for having we me. We could have talked way, way more. But if you need a you need a Buick, a GMC, or a Subaru, and you're on the front range, WeldCountyGarage.com, WeldCountyGarage.com. Dan Anderson, again, a great home run, great guest. That just love the way Kingdom uh, Way Ministries is making an impact mm-hmm. right here on the front range. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having us. It's been great to, with you, to be with you. Yeah, KingdomWayMinistries.net, KingdomWayMinistries.net. Dan Anderson with Kingdom Way Ministries. You've just lined up some incredible guests in that conversation with Bill Johnson from Weld County Garage. That was incredible. We could have gone all day. Of course, I get a little carried away with the car thing. Yep. Just a little, (laughs) but that's okay. All right, so you've got another guest lined up for the second half of the show. Why don't you go ahead and introduce him? Absolutely. Uh, It's my incredible joy and privilege. Uh, Christian Hawkins is with us here today, and he's been a good friend uh, for several years and very I mean, he, he is an unbelievable servant, uh, serving with our events, has been part of our groups before. and uh, But uh, also, I'm really excited for him to be to be here to share a little bit about what he's doing with an organization called Careers with a Purpose that I'm really passionate about, uh, that I'm excited for him to share. And also, uh, he's a part of a, a ministry team called I. I care team, which uh, provides chaplains for uh, organizations and companies uh, to really love and care for their people. That's awesome. Now, before we get to Christian, yep. a question for you, Dan. You have an event coming up October 17th. I want to tell people about the uh, your, that event. Go ahead and tell them. Yeah, it's called Common Pursuit, and uh, our, our whole vision of it is as Uh, As a pastor, I realize there's a huge need to invest and inspire and motivate marketplace leaders to really believe that they have a calling in the marketplace just as important as a pastor, as a worship leader, a missionary. And uh, so we use these events in northern Colorado. We've had about 225 on average have been coming uh, just to inspire people to really believe that they're a minister in the marketplace, to pour into them leadership principles to build their character, their competence, their their uh, their courage and the clarity uh, that for their leadership in their organization. Then we lead them to next steps for those that want to be involved in our uh, peer advisory council groups and consulting. And, and we really love, too, uh, uh, funneling people into organizations like I Care and Careers mm-hmm. with a Purpose with that platform. Uh, there's just so many needs out there that we want to leverage that to be able to funnel people into next steps to really help them grow in the relationship with Christ and their ministry in the marketplace. So that people can find out about that, that event online kingdomwayministries.net kingdomwayministries.net so christian hawkins one of the things we always love to do is let our listeners kind of get up to speed on who you are and the way we love to do that is through you sharing how you became a follower of jesus christ well happy to tell you about that um i was pursued by the lord actually the first experiences I had was as him as creator of the heavens. Um, So I grew up in Alamosa, Colorado, and my folks were Presbyterian, I think, 
because we went to church as a little kid. I didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, I just got drug along and in the class and didn't pay much attention. And so then after high school, I went off into the Navy and I found myself on a uh, airfield in the Philippines Hmm. having the night watch just out there in this beautiful orient sky with uh, a flashlight and that's all I had. And so during that time, just walking, you can just imagine this huge uh, landing field that we had. And there was this huge Asian sky or moon, you know, it was just so big and beautiful. And I'm looking at that and I heard the words, that's me. So I go, okay. And, And the creator God showed me, he said, that's me. And you know how he does that? He gives you just a little bit of words that become just explosive later. So I carried that with me and didn't. In fact, I went to a military chaplain shortly after that. Mm-hmm. And I basically, if I can remember, I said, well, what's this all about? And in that conversation, I remember him tying something into military. And I had this guttural pushback mm-hmm. about um, discipline and authority and something else and I just so what I realize now looking back at that you know, I was bouncing against religion mm-hmm. and I just said no nope, won't have anything to do with that so then years and years later um, I'm in I found myself at college and um, I just had this little mild pull to do something so I went to church some church can't remember in Boulder and it was very nice and all that but at the same time I just kept going don't know what this is all about and I don't really want to jump in okay so then I had uh, two girls born to uh, Kit my wife and me and so we're at the scene where I've got the girls on their little big wheel bikes Mm -hmm. you know those little tricycle Mm -hmm. the big wheel things and there on the driveway, we lived in a little cul-de-sac, so it's, it was safe. It wasn't a big street right. traffic of any kind. And I'm watching the girls in their big wheels, and I just had that thought that said, I'm losing my control of them because they're starting to be mobile. They're starting to move around on their own and not holding daddy's hand. And so... Um, I basically said that in my mind. I said, I, I can't take care of them. And the voice that I heard back in uh, the Philippines said, well, I can. And he said, why don't you give them to me? Wow. So I did. Mm-hmm. And then um, just after that, he said, well, how about you? Did you give yourself to me? I said, okay. <laughs> because now he had touched me at my heart. Yeah. So that's that's how I started the walk. Made with the, the religion Lord. real, the relationship, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and so often we struggle with the uh, just the issues of money, power, control. That's what religion's all about—is that money, power, control thing. But yet God was just saying, "No, no, 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 no. I just want just trust me." Yeah. Uh, yeah. He kept reaching out to you. Yeah. I mean, that's fantastic. I love that. Yeah. At what point in time in your life, then, Christian, did you make that connection between, "Hey, my work matters to God." And I don't have to be a pastor or a missionary in order to be that my work matter. When did you make that connection? Well, it came through a crisis point. Um, I worked uh, many years doing all kinds of jobs. Um, 
I wanted to be an architect, but wasn't smart enough. And I got into uh, doing some architectural drafting things, and my degree was in construction management, um, not really knowing what I wanted to do. So I'd worked in, gosh, I wouldn't even list them, but four or five different industries. <laughs> my resume uh -huh. is really categorical. <laughs> Depends <laughs> which industry you want to look at. So at one of those points, I was feeling quite desperate on not having any idea what I'm supposed to do. And I got down on my knees at home before the Lord, and, and I said, what am I supposed to do? And he, and he responded, well, it's nice that you finally asked. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, what he said to me is, well, what do you want to do? And I went, no, that's not how this is done. Look, you're the God of everything, and I'm the person, and you're supposed to tell me. And he said, I put it in you. What did I put in you? So he had shown me, as you're catching that, you know, the, what the teacher does, right? So he said again, well, what, how do you want to operate with people? What do you want to do? And I said, I want to encourage people. He said, all right, go do that. Wait, how, what? Uh, what he said any job you do go do that mm -hmm. just follow me go do that and if you can look for better places to encourage more people watch and see what i do there that's pretty and, cool and christian is one of the most encouraging people i've ever met it's really true and uh and connects to what he does too is he he's passionate as i am and why i'm excited about careers with a purpose is uh helping people find their gifts spiritual gifts and using those in the marketplace wherever God puts them. So so let's talk about that. What does the Lord actually have you doing on a day-to-day -day basis today? Well, I do have two ministries I work for. One is, as Dan was talking about, it's mm -hmm. called Careers with a Purpose. We are faith-based, and we look to um, inspire, encourage, and equip people God's people, for the most part, to find the job the maker, creator God has made them to go do. And we do that through um, an assessment and then coaching and personal coaching. Okay. So this is people that are looking for something different or they're unemployed or any of those aspects? Yeah, mostly, exactly. You just said it just right. It's a two-footed stance. Either okay. they're unemployed or their job stuck. Okay. They're in a job. It's not working well. It just hasn't been working well. What do I do? Or like with young people uh, who are trying to find what their vocation is in ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. so Christian's actually going to be working with my two boys, twin boys, 18, to kind of help them uh, discern what God's doing in their life. Mm -hmm. So careers for the purpose, is that something people can access uh, around the nation, or they got to be right here in Colorado in order to be able to take advantage nope, of that? No, we're, we're web-based. Web web careerswithapurpose.org. .org, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, Excellent. all right, so people can check that out online, careerswithapurpose.org. But you're also in the chaplaincy world. Yes. In the marketplace. Yes. Talk to us about that. How'd the Lord move you into that? I mean, that's a great place of encouragement. Was that where you went when the Lord said, go encourage people? Is that Did you go directly into chaplaincy? No, not at all. At the <laughs> time that I found chaplain work, I was working as a, as a golf uh, professional golf instructor. Trying to encourage people. That you fits know, right into the architect world. I yeah, can see, I can see the <laughs> sure. connection. Architecture, and you know, it's it uses everything. It's um, you just say, see where they mow it, hit it there. You know, so it's really pretty easy. <laughs> it's easy to understand what you're supposed to do. But anyway, in that, I got a call from my pastor, 
who um, had a call from a recruiter in a chaplain company. And um, my pastor said, well, you need to give Christian a call. So when she called, I went, what? What do you do? What? That sounds really good. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Because it is. It's walkabout encouragement. Um, hope bringers. You know, it's, it, when, when, when I get ready to go do my chaplain work, I say, okay, today's a really good day to spread some hope. Mm. Mm. And you just have conversations that are hope-filled and encouraging. And it's great fun. <laughs> but I would say it's not always easy. I have found... Can I tell you about that? Sure. I have found the biggest challenge I have is to care at the level that the Lord does. That Even as I say it, it sounds silly, because we can't, but often when I'm a chaplain, I really see the difference between me and the way I would do things and the way the Holy Spirit would do things. And so the good work for me is to pause and say, let's try and be more spirit-led, than just me having a, a conversation. So, um, you know, a lot of people have probably heard of chaplains within the military and things like that, but you are doing that out in the private sector? Yeah. We're hired by companies, uh, contracted pay, mm -hmm. and uh, we show up on site and we walk about and pat people on the heads and get conversation <laughs> with them and throw some hope on How them. How do people feel about you patting them on the head? <laughs> Well, it depends. You know, if it's, a, if it's a big hairdo, you just don't do that. Okay. <laughs> Dan Anderson, you've been so awesome hosting us all these days on the air. Talk to us about business, his way groups. What are you doing with those here in, in the area, northern Colorado, on the front range? Yes, yes. Uh, business, his way groups is a peer mentoring advisory group uh, where business owners uh, we're, this particular group, we have other groups going on, but this particular group is targeting business owners or key executives that change culture in their company. And uh, we get together once a month for about two and a half hours, and we just, the first part of it is a more of a discipleship scripture study of what does it mean to be a follower of Christ in the marketplace and to be a minister for the Lord uh, in that arena and that platform. And the second part is just really wide open uh, where uh, we've created a, a template uh, for people to think through an issue going on in their business that they want to bring before the group. So we, we have small to mid-sized businesses that are typically a part of this. And so uh, most of those don't have any kind of formal board or even right. informal boards. And so to be able to have a like-minded, solid Christians uh, to give them feedback uh you know, whether it be biblical counsel or best business practice advice to navigate through some issues uh, is huge, huge importance and meaning to them. And a lot of times, you know, they have they know what they need to do, but to hear it from others gives them that added boost and, and confidence to say, OK, I need to do this. And then they come back and report how uh, they they went about implementing the steps that they said they were going to do to the group as a low level of accountability. We all need that. Yeah. So we, a lot of times we know what to do, uh, but just to having that uh, person is, is going to ask us, and especially a group, is like you're going to come back next month to report on how things went. Uh, we'll we'll get, you, get you further down the road. 
for sure. So what was it about Christian Hawkins you want to make sure he pulled out in today's interview? Well, Christian, he's been an incredible servant. And as I mentioned, the organizations he's mentioned, I think, has tremendous value. Because as a pastor, one of the things I was really passionate about. For as a church pastor. As a church pastor, yeah. Uh, for 20-some years, uh, one of my passions was to help people find what their spiritual gifts were and how to use them. Uh, though I didn't always early on see the application of that being in the marketplace as I do now, uh, uh, I am very passionate about that piece now is realizing the spiritual gifts have been given us. Uh, if you're a follower of Christ, you are the church, wherever God's placed you, and that's including Monday work. And uh, what Christian's doing there is really, really cool. And so so I, I just wanted to have him the opportunity to share it. And he's been a personal friend and encourager for me and a huge piece of our Common Pursuit events as well. Very good. So Christian, I'm curious about careers with a purpose. Um, when tell us a story, give us an example of a situation that you've walked alongside someone and helped them to get a get to to get someplace where God wanted them to be. Um, I can do that. Thank okay. you. Uh, bounced into a young man that was uh, graduating from homeschool high school, and he had his best friend that was very, very, very close. These guys had done a lot, lots of stuff together, and his best friend was heading off to the military. So um, I'll call, can I just make up a name? Let's sure. call him Sam, all right? Okay. So uh, Sam and his mom come to me. They'd heard about me through the youth group, and the whole idea of what we call directional wisdom, you know, okay. wisdom from God rather than just following your own path, which was my path. Um, wouldn't it be nice to know how God has built you for the future and then go get educated for that. So um, Sam went through our assessment, which deals, it's 27 traits. It's a whole person uh, situation. And then my job is, is just to help them understand first off who they are, how God made them, and then what's the best work environment for them. So as it turned out with Sam, uh, it was a very interesting mix, very high in a trait we call prophecy, which is truth. Truth is very, very important to him, and he was a, quite uh, abnormal on the high side for that. So it was a big, big deal for him, mm. coupled with mercy, which mm. is very caring and um, taking care of people. And so I really had to chew, how do those two come together? And a term had come that was advocate. Again, somebody that would fight very hard for other people. This is the truth on how this person mm -hmm. should be treated. Well, then we started to look at how would that work in the military. And um, we found that also with Sam, very high independent. Um, so there were some things to think about with the military. Basically, when you enlist, you're enlisted. Mili mm -hmm. mil military is your mom and dad for quite, you know, for the duration. And so what we had come upon over several discussions was, first off, his desire to be a youth pastor, very, very strong. And he'd been doing that all the way through high school anyway. But then we had to talk about how are you going to, uh, what's your tent making going to be? So we landed on law enforcement. So he's doing, he's, he's in ministry school right now to get certified for youth pastoring. And uh, very soon he's going to start, uh, hopefully, we're not sure yet, but hopefully he'll start his uh, training for law enforcement. Excellent. So giving him a better um, trajectory that he owned rather than 
matching up with somebody just because he thought that was what he would want to do. Well, exactly. I'm the I'm the classic for this. That's why I'm so impassioned about it because sure. I how did I know? I mean, I took a drafting class when I was a senior in high school and I loved drawing the lines. Uh, this is cool. And then go <laughs> off to the military and you know, military just puts you in things. So I started off in air intelligence and uh at one point, I knew all of the Soviet submarines by silhouette. Wow. You know, when the little mast yep. is breaking. Well, what a useful tool in the world, <laughs> huh? <laughs> but you could identify things. Oh, boy. If you, you see a submarine, call me. Okay. If you see a submarine here in northern Colorado, <laughs> definitely get a call Christian Hawkins. Christian Hawkins. You give me a call. <laughs> so I came out of that, and I just followed my nose into school and got locked into a degree, and... Then a, a job in that degree and went and did that. And that led to a lot of pain that led me to another job. A lot of pain led me to another job. I'm one of those guys that really believes I can do most things. Mm-hmm. And I can do most things well. Mm-hmm. But I, the more I did that, I was missing God's unique call in my life. So that's when I stumbled into this work, which identified what I'm supposed to do and go do that. And now helping other people to do the same thing. Yeah. And what exactly. a credible gift it would have been for you to have someone at that stage oh of your my. life to, oh to point you to, to find God's unique calling yeah. for your life. Yeah. I often think of that, but at the same time, the Lord... He doesn't per- waste anything, right? The perfect teacher yeah. said, well, look at the lesson I taught you. You yeah. happen to be the kind of guy that some people call stubborn that might have taken 30, 40 <laughs> years for you to <laughs> learn that lesson, but I've learned it well. Very mm. good. So talk to that younger you. What would you say to your younger you today? I would say don't be so selfish, so self-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in high school, I excelled in sports, and that whole thing just taught me if I dug deep in myself, I'll find a way. And so what I'd say to myself is, um, first off, learn what I did later. Learn about God. I came into the Trinity by studying God, looked in his word, said, what, what does he say about himself? And then through that led me to the Holy Spirit and to, um, to Christ. So I would say to myself, um, uh, do that earlier. We're almost out of time, but I want to ask you about chaplaincy. It is something we talk about here on the air a lot. Talk to talk to the people listening today that run organizations. They're not necessarily business owners, but they run organizations because chaplaincy can apply to any kind of an organization. What are you seeing the Lord do when, when somebody brings a chaplain in? How do you see it impacting the, the, the organization? Well, thank you for that question. That's a great one because um, we have a very solid stand. We, we don't work for the company. We're not a go-between we just try to help people work in their environment the best. Um, very, very godly, wonderful Christian owners still can't quite, they don't have entree to most employees simply because there is that connection. And so I think where we help the most is just get people to talk, to know that we will help them process whatever they're going through. because. Relational connections is so, so, so important. Um, So I love Christian business owners that work very hard to make a great environment for their employee. And 
particularly, you know, uh, an environment of conversation. Let's talk about it. Wouldn't it be nice if when we went into that office door, if we just had like a car wash that would just wash over all of our problems away? <laughs> you know? That would be nice. But, you know, you just bumped into somebody's fender and here's a guy giving you a ticket and you've got to go to work. Yeah. And you have to somehow process that. But the chaplain becomes that pastoral voice, that shepherding voice yes. in the organization. It's a, it's a great privilege that you have each and every day. So people can check out that part of your world, iCareTeamCo.com, iCareTeamCo.com. Mm -hmm. That's C-O-B like Colorado. Like Colorado. Oh, boy, you're smart. iCareTeamColorado.com. Thank you, Christian Hawkins, for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Dan Anderson, for hosting us once again in Loveland, Colorado. Absolutely a joy. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.